And time now for a wellness check. Let's welcome in our wellness expert. Follow her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut. Listen to her right here on the radio. Laura DeSanctis joins us now. Laura, good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. Good afternoon. Nice to have you with us as always. Uh, we've been talking about face masks, it seems like, for weeks now. And, of course, uh, there is some debate whether or not they should be mandatory in public or when you go into uh, maybe uh, a shop or retail store that's recently uh, reopened and you're in close quarters. But what about when it comes to exercise, uh, Laura? What are wellness experts, uh, what are people saying when it comes to, I don't know, running, jogging, being outdoors? Should you have a face mask on? Is that even safe? Well, some experts are saying that there's certain types of masks that are better than others when exercising, especially if you're in crowded places. But I look at it as like, I find it would be very hard to breathe. So I think there's the jury still out that more work and evidence uh, needs to be done on wearing a mask during exercise. Apparently, it reduces the risk that it will infect somebody uh, with the virus, but I'm not really sure. I mean, me, myself, like when I work out, I think that it might be a little bit more difficult for me to breathe if I'm wearing a mask, especially if I would be doing a HIIT workout or cardio. But then again, some experts are saying that if you are in uh, crowded places, it's a good option as a precaution. Um, But I mean, Jeff, what do you think? Like, would you be wearing a mask if you're running downtown, outside? Well, here's what I'm wondering, and I want to know, are there certain types of masks, different types of masks that that are better for exercise uh, than others, some that are, I don't know, more pliable or breathable? I mean, are trainers or fitness experts, do they advise on a certain type of mask? I actually, that's a really good question. I haven't seen anything, at least in in social media or in the news, about um, this growing evidence that masks can affect their breathing in a positive way and can help reduce risk of the virus. Um, So I don't know. That's a really good question, and I want to ask a lot of my fitness friends and personal trainers if they think uh, what mask and if at all a face covering is really subjective um, to the experience they have and how it's going to affect their their physical exercise. So I think it's really interesting, and I think that we need to see more studies about um, with masks and covering your face during the exercise. Does it become an issue? Does it become an issue of potential breathing, uh, an issue of restriction and discomfort? And I always like to think, does the balance, like, do the benefits outweigh the possible adverse effects? And, of course, it's not only just, you know, your breathing, Laura. As we all know, when you wear a face mask, it's not that you are protecting yourself from others as much as you're protecting others from you. So if you're out there running and, you know, you're breathing heavily uh, and you're sweating, I mean, I guess logic would dictate that it's a smart idea to have a mask on, but again, you want to be able to breathe, obviously, when you're out for a jog or a run. Exactly. So I'm really concerned, um, you know, from other people's experiences, like your heart rates are higher at the same uh, relative intensity level when you wear that mask, but are are you protecting yourself? And then if you are, what type of mask should you be purchasing? So I'd like to see more studies come out around this if there are within the next few months. It's very interesting to see. Um, I personally haven't seen a lot of people in Toronto wear masks when when running. I've seen them when walking. Um, But if you're talking about something more intense like a a HIIT workout, I haven't seen that yet. But I have seen and I'm starting to see uh, pop up in Toronto these almost these domes, these bubbles where people can do their individualized workouts and yoga experiences. So maybe we'll be seeing more of that instead of people wearing the face mask, or maybe we'll see a combination of both. I'm not sure. Joined by our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis. 
Also this week, we want to talk a bit about pandemic snacking. And it's something we've talked about on and off over the last two, three months. And of course, the famous quarantine 15. But now the question that's out there, Laura, is, is this pandemic snacking kind of lured us back to some really bad habits? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think um, I think it has. I, I know some of my nutrition clients have been telling me that, um, even my friends, even my colleagues, where we've been feeling that, especially when during the colder months, we've been feeling down. But um, I've seen a lot of people turn to chips, turn to uh, crackers, and there's also this big craze of sourdough bread and banana bread. Have you been seeing that on social media, Jeff? Everywhere. I, again, I can't get my head around. Uh, there's a few things that have just bewildered me during this pandemic. Uh, one was, of course, the hoarding of the toilet paper. And then there was the banana bread, followed, you're right, closely by the sourdough bread. And, and now tie-dye. Everybody's doing that at home, and they're into tie-dye. But, yeah, the sourdough bread and the banana bread, I mean, it's delicious and it's comforting, but it can uh, put that quarantine 15 on you pretty quick. Yeah, it definitely can. And I think a lot of people were seeing that Oreos had just, like, relaunched a new iconic snack, the Oreo Mint in. So we're seeing a lot of snack brands launching some old snacks that were pretty popular come back again. So um, it'll be interesting to see uh, snacking, especially during the spring and summer months now, if people are going to turn and gravitate to, towards, like, fruits and veggies because they are so hydrating and there's so many that are ripe right now. But I don't know. Like, there's something about those packaged snacks where they always get you. I mean, those big Newtons, the nutter butter cookies, uh, the Oreo cookies, they're packed with, of course, all the good stuff, which is really all the bad stuff. But Yeah, do, do you think it's just an, a, th- a matter of opportunity, Laura? Because I'm looking at my work life right now, and, you know, most of the week I've been working out of the house, and the cupboard is right there. The pantry's right there. There's snacks uh, available in that hand. But today, I'm back here at uh, Chorus Key. And, of course, I packed my lunch before I came. And, uh, you know, creature of habit, I packed all my healthy stuff. And I'm back on a more healthy uh, eating regimen. That's awesome. I'm so glad to hear you did that because I think a lot of people are still trying to figure out how to get back onto this healthy routine. But um, like you said, Jeff, it's, it's about the routine. It's about uh, changing your mindset. And if you have these foods that are readily available to you in the cupboard, we're going to gravitate towards eating them, A, because it's just easy to, you, there's no prep work involved, so it's easy and it feels a void. And B, there's some type of comfort to it. But when you make your own lunch, when you have that in mind, when you're very mindful of what you're choosing to select and you're bringing it to work, and there's something about that experience that's very different than just constantly going to the cupboard looking to eat. And a lot of the time when it comes to these packaged foods and our eating habits, we overeat. And the pandemic has changed our eating habits, I I think, for a lot of people. Um, So hopefully people can go back to either cooking their own meals from scratch or um, bringing their own meals when they go back to work and their own snacks. Because uh, aside from the quarantine, we've seen their other uh, health implications that can come into play, especially when it comes to diabetes because of all the sugar. Sure. Yeah, when you talk about mindful eating, Laura, how do you go about that exactly? Should you be asking yourself some kind of, I don't know, tough questions every time you go to the cupboard? If you pick out that bag of chips, do you sit there and say to yourself, like, why do I want this? How bad do I want this? Yeah, I think a lot of the time, too. I mean, even for me, I, I ask myself, am I thirsty or am I hungry? A lot of the time we're dehydrated before we are hungry. Or we do that because we're bored and we're watching TV, so it fills a void. Sometimes I ask myself, like, how many calories would it take to burn this? Do I really need to eat 
this bag of chips right now? Like, why, why am I gravitating to that? Do I feel like I want something salty? Am I lacking salt in my diet? Um, or, or do I feel depleted? So a lot of the times I think we just do this because they're habits. Um, there's a lot of comfort foods, and we feel that it will make us feel better. But in terms of mindful eating, just ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? Why am I reaching for this bag of chips or these crackers or these snack bars? Um, and does it make me feel good? Usually before, during, and after, how do I feel? Okay, is there a problem if my answer is always Doritos just taste better than kale? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> a lot of people love Doritos, and I'm not going to compare it to kale chips, that's for sure. But there's there's got to be a workaround. There's, there's some, like, um, I've seen some rice chips that are a lot healthier. They're not as comparable to Doritos, but they're a healthier option. So there, there's always a workaround. There's a reason why Doritos has not come out with a kale flavor. <laughs> I have a feeling so. Hey, before I let you go, tell us about your exciting new uh, partnership with uh, Air Miles Canada. This is really cool. So it actually ties in really nicely to snacking because we were just talking about that. But I partnered with Air Miles Canada for their Happy Everyday Project, which is an online community built for bringing connection and excitement and, of course, healthy eating to people. So um, this week I've shared with uh, on the Air, uh, Air Miles Canada page, I've shared um, some healthy eating tips, and two really easy and simple recipes that anyone can make so you don't have to be a chef and you don't have to spend tons of time in the kitchen because I'm all about the path of least resistance when it comes to healthy eating and healthy cooking. So um, if you check out Emerald Canada's Facebook page this week, you'll see me and you'll get to learn a few recipes, one of my go-to, actually two of my go-to healthy snack recipes. Love it. I'm in. Laura, have a, a great weekend. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. Happy weekend. All right. Be well. There goes our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis. Follow her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut.